Going back to what I had said in my entry recently for Warrior Nun Season 2, this next entry, another sequel, another continuation of a story from my earlier days in doing entries for this podcast, this little journal I'm leaving behind. Enola Holmes, the first one, was also one of my first entries. I believe it's entry 7. And I held this very dear to me because, again, it's one of the first things I decided to talk about as, you know, the the start of this journey I was taking. My first 10 episodes, my first 10 entries of this entire journey have been the Batman trailer for the newest Batman with uh, Robert Pattinson when that trailer dropped two years ago, uh, the Umbrella Academy, Bill and Ted Face the Music, The New Mutants, Hashtag Alive, The Personal Life of David Copperfield, Warrior Nun, Enola Holmes, Supernatural, and uh, a discussion about Marvel Phase 4 and 5. Those are my first 10 entries. So when I did the first Enola Holmes, knowing that a sequel came out, you knew your boy had to watch it. You knew your boy had to watch it. Now, just like I said for Warrior Nun... I didn't re-listen to what I said in the first Enola Holmes. I'm just going to go into this talking about the fact that I do remember most of what happened in the first one. I do remember learning that Enola Holmes is a modern fan fiction, or it's a, it's a modern sort of retelling of the world. I believe it's only based around something that's come out um, in the most in the last like 15 or 20 years. If I remember correctly, the Enola Holmes Mysteries was written by an author named Nancy Springer, and she started writing them around 2005 or 2006, I believe. I remember Nancy Springer because I do believe she also has, um, she plays a role in like some form of the, 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 the background of the film itself. Like she has say in things. I'm pretty certain. I might be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure about that. Now... I don't know where this falls in line, if this is something that is supposed to be based on what she wrote. However, the sequel, despite whatever I said about with the first one, sequel's really fucking good. Like, I'm going to say the sequel's probably better than the first one. Because I feel like maybe the first one was just this kind of play to kind of see if maybe this would work. I mean, granted, how do you go wrong with uh, Millie Bobby Brown and Henry and Henry Cavill and Helena Bottom Carter. How do you go wrong with these people? You don't. You just don't. Like, I really can't think of it. You just don't go wrong with that kind of team-up. And they all come back again, and you get a whole bunch of other people that are kind of getting involved. But it really does boil down to Millie Bobby Brown and Henry Cavill. Now, Henry Cavill is, plays a way more serious role in this film, and it goes way deeper into him as Sherlock which I also appreciated. But that's not why I essentially like this one more. I like this one more because it goes it goes more and it goes deeper and it gets more serious with the actual detective work. You know, it really does feel like what you're expecting out of members of the family of of the Holmes family. Uh Millie Bobby Brown as Enola Holmes playing that role being more of a detective now because she's really trying to make a name for herself herself in the shadow 
of her brother, Sherlock Holmes, who everybody tries to take seriously, they'll take her seriously, and she's trying to, like, earn that respect. So you watch her kind of go through the motions of really trying to be a good detective, and she is, but nobody gives her the credit, and then you also see the moments where Sherlock Holmes gets involved, and they kind of toss around in each other's brains, and a lot of those scenes are just really, really good. And I just love their dynamic. I think... Henry Cavill and Millie Bobby Brown have really good on-screen chemistry as that sort of brother-sister, father-daughter dynamic. I think it's a really tremendous connection they have, and I would love to see what they might do for a third one. Like I said, I think there's nine books in this series that's written by Nancy Springer. I don't know where this storyline falls, but I think that they hit it out of the park with these two as, as the combo. So now the story itself is something that, whether or not it's based on anything from the actual Enola Holmes Mysteries novels, it's it's good. It's pretty decent. You know, it still follows the pattern of taking place during the era where, you know, there was a lot of, you know, women's suffrage and they work in this like match factory and there's this huge conspiracy and Enola is trying to uncover it. While at the same time, Sherlock Holmes is trying to solve this this unsolvable case he has and it's weird for him because he's driving himself crazy and he doesn't understand why he can't solve it and they start bouncing like the the cases intertwine each other and they realize that they both are kind of in on it and then Enola gets framed for murder and Sherlock is he through the notes that Enola has he learns who the real culprit is and they tease Moriarty I don't believe it was actually supposed to be Moriarty. It doesn't turn out to actually be Moriarty, but I think they teased it a bit to sort of let you know that whether or not this is technically Moriarty, he might be coming down the line at some point. Because essentially what it is is this group of numbers that gives this uh, anagram that Sherlock discovers that says... Uh, nice to meet you, Holmes, I think, or something like that. It's something that he's able to kind of switch around in his head, and he sees that it spells Moriarty. But it doesn't actually spell Moriarty. For some reason, he thinks it does. When you get to the final ending, he then mixes it up again, and he realizes it spells out mere... Oh, actually, maybe I shouldn't give that away in case nobody... (laughs) I mean, it's been out for at least a couple of weeks now maybe there's a few people that haven't watched it so i'm not going to spoil that that's kind of what how it ends so i'm going to stop right there and just say that you know again just as good as the first one probably better than the first one and i hope that they do more or i hope that at least you know billy bobby brown has really done a lot with getting up there as far as being a tremendous actress and getting behind the scenes with a lot of things uh, expressing her interest in sort of um, producing more and being more behind the scenes as well as being an actress. You know, she plays a huge role behind the scenes in Stranger Things. Uh, she was partially a producer on these two movies, both Enola Holmes. Uh, she's been around for a while, but I'm going to say Stranger Things was what kind of put her on the map. And that came out about five years ago. No, six years ago. Yeah, 2016. So six years ago. Ooh, that would have been a cool little Easter egg. <laughs> Millie Bobby Brown was 12 years old when she was playing 11 in Stranger Things. It would have been pretty funny if she was playing... Oh, actually, wait. 
she was filming when she was 11 because it definitely went through filming before it came out. So it was released when she was 12. But in actuality, she was 11 playing 11. I like that. I think I'm going to end the century on that because that's that's a little that's a little quirky fun for you right there.